Hello and welcome in to another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com presented by No Vape Idaho. Be smart, don't start. We are coming to you live on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account. You can also watch the replay of this anytime you want at those three destinations. Or you can listen to the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com or wherever you download and subscribe to podcasts this is your weekly one-stop shop of district five and six happenings my name is brandon maney and we check in with our east idaho resident and expert sean kane what's up uh you know not too much just just happy to be here uh it's sunny out basketball's going on we're ready to dig into some district tournaments it's a it's a fun time of year for me i don't know about you but <laughs> I mean, this is the time of year where I undergo a name change, Sean. I no it's longer triple become... B. It's triple <laughs> B. That's I, I might've saw somewhere. It's triple B. Yeah. It's like, what's the drive-ins diners. And it's kind of like that. You're getting the guy Ferrari of high school sports. I'm the guy Fieri of high school sports. I love it. Yeah. Triple B diners, dives, yeah. and dives. Oh, that's, that's going to be the, the title here. Okay. That's okay. I mean that's what we could do. It could be like, are they are they a dive? Are they drive in? <laughs> oh no, I'm not I'm not going there. No oh, okay. way, right. Jose. Uh yeah, this is the time of year where I cease being Brandon Bainey. I become brackets Bainey, or as Logan coined me earlier today, bulletin board Bainey, because I'm always providing that good bulletin board material. Sean, you've got a shout out from Sam Buffington. Hey, Sean. Well, well, <laughs> well, I've got at least I've got one fan. But yeah, thanks. He's always posting good stuff. And uh, he was a big fan of uh, Addie Butler, volleyball player at Utah Tech. And she's doing well. And uh, her younger brother's going to play some tennis in the spring. So there's no lack of butlers in the century area. No doubt. Uh, Sam is like me. He lives in North Idaho. So now, you know, we'll see each other at different. I know it's a big game if, if Sam's there. Uh, oh. I know I've I know I've made a good choice in where I've chosen to go if if Sam's there because uh you know he goes to the big high profile events so yeah thanks for watching Sam and anybody else that's watching and wants to contribute to the conversation you can drop it in the comments and we will throw it up on the screen and look at this Sam says I just talked to Addy so there you go <laughs> boom I knew it <laughs> okay perfect uh, before we get to the girls hoops though, let's quickly stop down on what happened in wrestling and boys basketball over the past week. We got to start with, you know, speaking of Sam up North, you know, the North Idaho rumble took place this past week, Sean in Coeur d'Alene and who was the champion? Was it class five, a Coeur d'Alene on their home floor? No, it was not. Was it class four, a Caldwell with a strong contingent? No, it was not. It was the class three, a American falls beavers coming all the way North. And doing the job, Sean. Uh, they they finished with 214 and a half points. They edge out Caldwell by a point and a half for the team title. Way to go, Beeves. Yeah, just just amazing. Anytime you have to go up against those bigger classifications, it's unreal feat. So yeah, big time congratulations to American Falls. And um, always a strong wrestling program, but really solidify it right there with that performance. And they got to feel good about state coming up with that, right? I mean, if you can go do that, you've got to you got to start feeling good. You got to start, you know, warming up those buses. <laughs> I mean, honestly, District Five for three A wrestling, you know, Marsh Valley is really tough. Yeah. 
American Falls is good. Snake River is good. It's going to be a really interesting district tournament for sure. Uh, your individual champions from American Falls, Mason Aiken at 138 and Blaze Turner at 182. So way to go there, guys. Um, and then on the girls' side, uh, we did have a pair of American Falls girls reach the finals. American Falls finished tied for seventh on the girls' side of things. Um, Kinsey Williams got to the finals at 114, and Courtney Hunt got to the finals at 132. So way to go, American Falls, all the way around. Pocatello came up to this wrestling uh, competition as well. Pocatello finished with 74 points on the boys' side, and on the girls' side, Pocatello finished with 59. So kind of middle of the pack there for both the pokey boys and girls there in wrestling. So nice job for everybody involved. Yeah. And wrestling's coming to the end too. These these two sports, basketball and wrestling, are gonna can, can kind of come to the end, and it's gonna be it's gonna be some crazy finishes for districts. Yeah, it's gonna be a pretty quiet week of, of wrestling competition. Um, there's the Jaybird tournament, which is the kind of the premier girls wrestling tournament happening this weekend. But originally, that was supposed to take place a couple weeks ago, um, and it got moved because of bad weather. Um, and so, really, most teams are kind of taking this week a little slower, and then they're gonna sprint to the finish line. So, yeah, a lot of good wrestling still to come. Uh, so we were talking Pocatello wrestling. How about Pocatello boys basketball? They took on Madison. Uh, pretty recently in a really entertaining 5A, 4A matchup. Both really good teams, both expected to get to state. Madison may have a little easier of a path than Pocatello just because they get one and a half bids and Pocatello league gets one. That's been well documented. Um, but the fact that Madison won didn't surprise us, Sean. Um, it was the margin of victory that really, you know, opened my eyes. And we knew Madison was good, but are they good enough? to challenge big bad Hawaii at that 5A state tournament. Yeah, I don't know and it, I mean that's the question, right? Madison took on Hawaii early in the year uh December 16th and lost 85 to 66. So that scores uh kind of, you know, that's not the score you want against the team you know you're going to see, but this game against Pocatello, man, I went back and watched that game and I thought you know, I wanted to see how Madison, because that final score is just kind of crazy to me. I thought this would be a really good game. And Madison was just kind of able to control the whole game and um, just really strong performance of team basketball. And so, you know, it's a good job by the Bobcats because um, we all know Pocatello is is no slouch. They can compete, you know, any day with a lot of 5A teams, um, no problem. So that's a good win. And it's kind of a good measuring stick as they head towards their district tournament because, you know, Pocatello is probably stronger than some of their opponents they're going to have to play in districts. Yeah. And I will say the one caveat for Madison there was they had just put everything they possibly had. It was the third day uh, game in three days against Matt or against Hawaii. The night before they were playing at one, at one time a nationally ranked Corona Centennial team from California. That's got like, three or four top 100 players in this recruiting class. Um, and they put everything they had into that game and fell 58, 51. I think they were just, I think they were just out of gas for that. Hawaii game. I will say last year at state, Sean, the five, a state tournament, it was kind of the same thing. Lake city came in as this big, overwhelming favorite. The only team that played them close was Madison. Madison was within, you know, that eight to 12 point range for most of the game. They were within striking distance, the thing with Madison last year was they 
really didn't play many guys. They, they went with their five starters. The sixth guy occasionally came in, but it was really those five. A um, couple of those guys are back, of course. Nash Humphreys, fantastic point guard. Um, you know, Chase Crane is a good senior. Um, Bear Wilson, Barrett Wilson, but they call yeah. him they call him Bear, um, the six six senior. Yeah, he gets up for some good dunks, and he's kind of an he's kind of like their big guy. And he's and when you look at Madison, they're not like they're not this overly tall team, right? But uh, Wilson plays like a seven footer sometimes. The way he flies through there. Yeah, he's a he's a fun guy to watch uh, for sure. And so, yeah, we'll just have to keep an eye on on Madison here as they're, they're 14 and two. Their only losses were to Corona Centennial and Hawaii at that Hawaii Classic back in December. And um, keep up the good work for Pocatello. Hey, you know, you lost to Madison. There's no shame in that. A lot of good teams have what they're focused on is Friday night against Preston. After falling at the pit earlier this year, they have to go to Preston and earn a win just to split the regular season title. And then the tiebreaker, Sean, I'm not sure how that gets determined. I'm assuming it's like a point differential. Does that sound right? Um, I, I think they use max preps. Oh, okay. So, so and what, I don't <laughs> even know. And they've switched, they flip-flop a bunch of times in the last couple of weeks in max preps. I think, don't quote me that it's max preps, but I believe that's what they used. Um, um, Cause I don't know if they have enough uh, teams with the common opponent teams. It could be common opponent teams and then max preps. There's usually, but it seems to switch every year what they use, but I, I'll, cl I'll get clarification on that. Um, okay. When we come back, I'll get the for sure answer, but yeah, I, regardless, it's, it's like one of the biggest games, you know, on, on the schedule that you got top two teams, you know, out of the three teams, Hillcrest, obviously Preston, Pocatello and four a, I mean, this is a game everyone's going to be watching. Um, regardless of the outcome, you know, for me, if, if Preston wins, you know, that's kind of home court and I think it's hard to go down to Franklin County and win two games, but I, you know, it's also hard to go to the pit and win two games, right. As Preston found out last year. So I think Preston would like to, you know, reverse that role and make Pocatell have to come win at their place twice. Yeah, if it's Max Preps, Pocatello, and this is all moot if Pocatello doesn't win. They have to win this yeah. game just to have a shot. If it's Max Preps, Pocatello is sixth among all Idaho schools right now. 20.6 is their rating. Preston is 12th, 17.7. But you figure, I don't know. I don't know how the calculus changes or anything there. If it's if it's margin of victory, Preston only beat Pokey by one when they played at the pit. Yeah. So you know, any type of win for Pokey would kind of tilt it in their favor, you would think. So I don't know. Uh, bottom line, though, is Pocatello has to win this rematch. Sean, what did, you know, we we talked about it when the, the game actually occurred, but let's revisit because you watched it. What did Preston do to, you know, take Pocatello out of their comfort zone? We know Pocatello had a couple shots at the end. Uh, I think Kessler Vaughn had a couple yeah, looks at the and game. Drew Contreras had two shots. Yeah. I mean... I think if you have a shot at the end, you've got to get Julian Bowie the ball. I mean, I think you live or die by that. And maybe it just didn't drop that way. But what I think Preston does really well is um, I've, you know, Cruz Harris, Harris has done really well inside. He's, I think, I don't know what he's listed at, like six something, like not very far from six foot, but he plays really big. And I think he did a great job 
um, kind of closing down uh, Gage Ontiveros from Pocatello, and physically they closed they closed the you know the the lane. Um, then they kind of let Pocatello shoot, and if Pocatello's hot that night, uh, it could be trouble. But if they weren't going to let him have any easy baskets inside, um, you know Bowie still had I think twenty points or so in that game. He's going to get his points. I think. Can you shut down the other guys? Kessler Vaughn, Drew Contreras, uh, Parker Smith. Uh, you know, they've got, they've got a lot of weapons and if they can, those guys aren't having a big game and it's all on Bowie. I think that's what Preston does well. It's just the team defense. Um, and they're physical. I think Preston's a very physical team this year. Last year, I didn't think there was as physical when they played Pocatello and this year they're physical and they're not going to give it to you for free. Uh, and, and I think that was kind of the difference, but for Pocatello, I think if they shoot a little better, I mean, <laughs> you're in trouble. I don't think you want to be in a in a track race, right? Preston knew if they kept the game low scoring, which I think 50 points for Pocatello is probably one of their lowest games, right? If you keep it below 50, you're in that game. But if Pocatello's scoring in the 60s and you have to trade shots with them, I think that's that's where you get into trouble if you're Preston. Yeah. In uh, Preston, of course, against opponents, certain opponents, they'll put that press on to try and speed the other team up and force them into mistakes. Um, but if it's a, if it's an opponent they respect, like like a Hillcrest or or a Pocatello recently, um, they'll typically stay away from that because, like you said, you don't want to get in a track meet with those guys. You want you kind of want to make it a half court game, and so yeah, because honestly, if you get going in that transition, um, Pocatello's just got too many shooters. Someone will be open, right? If you're going quick and transition, and someone's going to be open, and if someone can get hot, you're in trouble. Because I think that's where Thunder's really really good we know Bowie's great he he's he's a great player but when those other guys get hot on the perimeter um it, it's difficult because then you've got to get out and guard and it's going to open up at a little more inside for Ontiveros down low yep uh so that'll be a the game friday night no, no the one i'm at will be the game but oh okay <laughs> who did century play friday no, I, the game I'm doing Friday was sports for us. Oh, oh wow. Oh. wow. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, no, no, that will be a good game. But yeah, I think uh, yeah, that's definitely the one everyone will be focusing in on. Yeah, just so you know, coming up here on IdahoSports.com, uh, we have tonight, Wednesday night, Rigby versus Thunder Ridge on the boys' side. Battle for second place behind Madison in the 5A High Country Conference. Um, and then we've got a double dip for you on Friday night, uh, February 2nd. Uh, let me double check. Yeah, Friday. Um, we have Firth and North Fremont doing battle in the 2A nuclear conference, which should be really good. And then the game you'll be at, Madison and Thunder Ridge um, from the Thunderdome. I don't know what yep. they call their gym. but <laughs> I'll have to find out. You know, I've, I've been there a bunch of times, but I've never been in the gym, so. Yeah. <laughs> and then Saturday, we're looking at Sugar Salem and Filer. So a little Magic Valley, East Idaho bleed over. So that'll be uh, an interesting ball game there as well. So uh, if you want to see the full schedule of games that we are doing on IdahoSports.com, you can click on the game streams tab on the homepage and go from there. Okay. Now it's time to break down the brackets for girls district action right after this word from our sponsors at no vape idaho it's not like i'm doing drugs nicotine can negatively impact the developing brain and make it more susceptible to other addictive substances 
Students that vape are three times more likely to start smoking weed. And kids who share vapes can unknowingly inhale other drugs like THC, meth, or fentanyl, causing permanent lung damage, overdose, and even death. Be smart, don't start. This is the East Idaho Prep Cast presented by No Vape Idaho on IdahoSports.com. Be smart, don't start. Sean, uh, I love what No Vape Idaho is doing. They're they're taking the fight to the streets, so to speak. The streets being social media. These vaping companies are pumping millions and millions of dollars into targeted marketing and advertising to teenagers across the nation. And so how do you fight that? You've got to get on social media and and market your message just as effectively. Yeah, and and that's where the youth are at, right? They're on social media and that's the battleground now um, for attention and really anything. So it's it's almost a have to more than you need to at this point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um it'll be very interesting for sure um to see this battle continue on. Um but Nova Idaho doing great things. You can type in Nova Idaho. That's no with a K, K-N-O-W, Nova Idaho into your favorite web browser and go from there. Uh, okay, before we get to girls hoops, I forgot. We have a couple of boys basketball highlights queued up here. So definitely want to get to those. Um, speaking of boys hoops, Joel Richardson, he's going to be at Thunder Ridge tonight for that Thunder Ridge Rigby contest. He says, Thunder Ridge is going to be lit tonight and Friday, but it's Madison and then everyone else in that conference. Yeah, no disagreements. That's why I think the game you're going to be doing tonight, Joel, is is very intriguing. Rigby and Thunder Ridge, you know, who really is that second that second fiddle? And I'll be honest, I think even Highland, you know, out of those three teams, I think Highland could too possibly come out of that. I think it's a between those three teams, I think it's very close when I've I've watched all of them at this point and i i wouldn't i wouldn't throw highland out of the mix either when it gets down to that district tournament so it's going to be very tough for that second spot as right now madison's kind of sitting at the top yeah that's true you know highland is a team i kind of forgot about a little bit sean um they of course got to state last year right matt stuckey did a phenomenal job at his first year as head coach getting highland to state um they did beat rigby last thursday 44 to 40 or a couple Thursdays ago. So they did get a tight four-point win over Rigby. Um, they still have to play Madison twice, so they've lost to Thunder Ridge. They've beaten Rigby. They just lost to Preston by a point, 61-60. Yeah, this is a Highland team that's good. I guess I'm thinking more Rigby and Thunder Ridge because those are places we can go broadcast. And so <laughs> those are teams that are at top of my Highland kind of, if, if, if we're not there covering it, Kind of out of sight, out of mind. Well, I'll bit, give them. But... I, I'll I'll shout them out because they've <laughs> they've been playing pretty well, and uh, Matt Stuckey doing a great job, and and you know they also you know they don't have a gym, so yes. they travel everywhere, go everywhere, and you know everyone at Highland doing a really good job um, with the backing of Travis Bell, the AD up there. I've helped them out with a few things when they've had games at Century, so you know credit to them for competing at that level with you know, the circumstances they've been dealt. Yes, for sure. And Joel, Joel agrees with us. Yep. <laughs> and he's laughing because of you know what I said two seconds ago. So anyways, don't, don't I, I don't I got I got in trouble a couple shows ago, Sean. I put my foot in my mouth with something I said here on the East Idaho prepcast. I don't want to go down that road again. Uh oh. 
So you got to stop me when I'm when I'm saying stuff. So um, <laughs> yes, I will make sure to. Can I get a buzzer like around the horn to like stop you? <laughs> right. Okay. We have some basketball highlights queued up here, Sean. Um, the first one is from Century's game with Jerome. Uh, Century and Jerome played uh, a couple nights ago. Very close game. Century wins fifty-three to fifty. Right? Did I get that yep, right? Yep. Okay, fifty-three to fifty. Um, it came down to basically a shot at the very end. Sean, I'm going to show the clip, and then you take us through it. Okay. All right. Those are good play-by-play skills there. Oh, I didn't know if I was waiting for it to end because last time you couldn't hear me talk. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh. Okay. Go ahead and talk. talk Okay. I got it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. There's about 12 seconds left, but there's only four seconds on the shot clock for Century. And Adrian Gonzalez, number 10, at double clutch is a a three-pointer there, which essentially seals the game as... Jerome isn't able to get a shot to go down at the end. But what's important to see from that, there was they'd called timeout, or I, I can't remember it happened before, but there's only four seconds left. And he hits that double clutch three, and he's a sophomore. So big time game for or, uh for Adrian Gonzalez to hit that as a sophomore. And he's he's a fun, fiery little guy player, good football player as well. Yeah, it was uh really fun to see uh there and now we've got a couple of highlights from what i like to call the teague matthews collection this is <laughs> yeah of course a couple of rockland highlights here a uh, couple of uh abe held to teague matthews dunks if you will uh these were sent in by a rockland fan here is the first one shot and he throws up the oop to t going to play d1 football but he's trying to get rockland back to state as well in basketball this next one comes from a student broadcast and i'm not sure if it's rockland or taylor's crossing that's who they were playing but here is our second clip this is on a fast break again it's abe held to teague matthews it's not there so it's out to 11 but the pass is deflected teague matthews pass the ball to abe oh it gives a nice alley to teague and teague dunks it and that was a uh, Teague Matthews to a back to Teague Matthews. He was got the re- steal rebound and then dunk. So he did a little bit of it all right there. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Let's take a look at this one more time. Here. It's not there. So he takes out to eleven, but the pass is deflected. Teague Matthews passes the ball to Abe. Oh, it gives a nice alley oop to Teague, and Teague dunks it. <laughs> so so they were pitching a shutout 14 nothing in the first quarter and then i love that bulldog on the wall that's busting out and there's the yeah. cinder blocks coming out what's the, the Rockland one gym. what's the one in northern idaho they have one is it the or, or, or a fino or, yeah that's the one i like too that's busting out <laughs> that one's good too yeah the uh the orofino maniac which if you haven't seen the logo for orofino you can see it on our website idahosports.com uh just click on the schools page and click orofino but it's that kind of you know, deranged guy with the crazy hair and he's made uh, a, few, a few poor life choices, but still yeah. has a job. Yes. And then um he is uh same thing, busting out, 
you know, and there's bricks flying everywhere in the Orofino gym. It's pre- it's pretty cool to see, um, for sure. So yeah, there's some boys basketball highlights there. Keep them coming. If you're if you've got a cool video uh, you want us to highlight here on the Prepcast, you can just email it to Brandon at IdahoSports.com. We'll put it on the show for you. All right, Sean, it is time to take a look at the girls basketball district tournament brackets. Here's what I'm going to do for those that are watching on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, or Twitter account. I'm going to share my screen and you'll be able to see the brackets uh, as we go through them. Maybe make your player full size so you can read the brackets a little easier. If you're listening audio only, it's all good. We have all the district tournament brackets on the homepage at IdahoSports.com. Let's start with the smallest and work our way up because we got to give a shout out to that Rocky Mountain Conference, 1AD2. They're always the first league to get it started here in Idaho. Their first games were this time last week, Sean. We were talking about it, the two play-in games. Number seven, Water Springs beats number 10, American Heritage, 42 to 15. Number eight, Taylor's Crossing beats the Bobcats from number nine, Clark County, 50 to nine. So they both, both move into the double elimination portion of the bracket. And then on Saturday, these were the only district games happening on Saturday as well, Sean. We had the first round um, pretty much all chalk. Number one, Mackey beats Taylor's Crossing, 49-19. Number two, Ledor beats number seven, Water Springs, 46-17. Number three, Rockland beats number six, Showban, 44-25. The one upset came in that 5-4 matchup. Grace Lutheran, the four seed at home, Falls to the five seed North Gem 41 37. So here's what we've got tonight for you Wednesday, January 31st. Loser out game, Taylor's Crossing at Grace Lutheran, seven o'clock. Loser out game, Water Springs at Showban, 7 30 tonight. And then on the winner's side of the bracket, semifinals here. It is number five, North Gem at number one, Mackey tonight at seven o'clock and number three, Rockland at number two, Ledor tonight at five o'clock in Ledor because it takes so long to get to Ledor. They're going to tip that game off early so Rockland can get home at a decent hour. That's the game I'm looking at right there, Rockland and Ledor. These two teams played at the very end of the regular season for essentially uh, who was going to take second, who was going to finish third, and it was Ledor who picked up the win in that game and got the number two seed over Rockland. And now we'll see if they can do it twice in a row. Big advantage getting to host Rockland. Rockland's got to make a very long trip. Um, that game in the regular season, Sean went to overtime and Ledor pulled it out 36, 32 in OT. What do you think happens in the rematch? Oh man. Uh, yeah, that's the one that jumped out to me as well as Ledor versus Rockland. Um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of have a feeling like, it's letters year. Like we've kind of been talking about them for a couple, a couple years now. And I kind of feel like they're ready to kind of make that final push and get to state, but Rockland's hard to count out, but I do like having Ledor having the home court advantage. And I, you just kind of got that feeling like this is the year they're kind of going to have that breakthrough. We've been talking about. Yeah. So Ledor has gotten to state the past couple of years, but they're looking to go to state now and, and make some noise. And I do think, if they can get there, you know, this one AD two bracket has some good teams, but I also think there's a lot of unknowns uh, in, in, in the statewide one AD two landscape this year. So uh, either way you slice it, you can find uh, on idahosports.com top of the homepage every morning, Sean, I will do an updated bracketology post. I'll go over the big results from the previous night of district action update, how I am projecting the tournament field. It's strictly my opinion. 
I've got three teams moving on to state Mackie, Ledor, Rockland. Um, in that order, I've got Mackie and Ledor meeting in the championship and both qualifying for state via auto bids. The third place finisher gets to challenge the champion from the north, uh, which is going to be Clark Fork. Um, that's what we saw in volleyball. Rockland and Clark Fork played in a play-in match. Rockland won that game. I think it happens in girls basketball too. I like all three teams to get to state. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be great for the conference to have all three teams there. It'll be pretty exciting. But this game tonight, uh, that's that's the big one. That's when you got to circle and to watch all the Rocky Mountain Conference games. You've got to have like the Rocky Mountain ticket or something because there's <laughs> a lot of they have a ton of games tonight. Jeez. <laughs> and it is a large geographic footprint. Yeah. I mean, you're going from all the way up to Dubois, which is about an hour from the Montana border over there, all the way down south to Bancroft, which is where North Gem is in the southeast part of the state, and then all the way over to Rockland in the southwest part of the state. And then you got to go over into the mountains, you know, west of Idaho Falls to get to Ledore and um to get to Mackie. so Mackie, yeah, yeah this, this is all, this is a very large geographical footprint of this rocky mountain conference for sure um yes and, and whoever wins these games tonight Mackie, north jim led or rockland they win they clinch sean they're in they're in yeah so that's why i think it's so big like you're you're in man if you get the you get the job done tonight no matter what you've kind of punched your ticket and then you're kind of fighting um to get to get in the the back way but yeah tonight's huge for you know all the teams north gem mackie i mean who knows you never know there always could be an upset but mackie's played really well this year so i it'd be hard to see that happen at this point yeah mackie 14 and 6 they went 8 no in league play they did play north gem once this year they won 56 to 28 oh they played twice and then they won the rematch 52 to 21 so you know, no, you know, North Gem could come out and, but, but you know, I kind of, I kind of like Mackie to move on there, yeah. but, um, very exciting night of basketball. Our first official bids to state will be clinched tonight amongst these four teams. How that's exciting. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, for sure. All right, let's go. One AD one high desert conference. These games are taking place at Thunder Ridge high school, little neutral side action. I love it. Um, there are four teams now, Sean. This used to be three teams, but Alturas Prep added basketball for the first time this year. They had to play number one Grace right away. They fall 79 to 11. Number two Butte County and number three Chalice. This was a really good game. Pirates win by 10, 35-25. So you've got now on Saturday, Chalice and Alturas Prep in a loser out game. Grace and Butte County in the undefeated semifinal. One bid to state available from this district. I've I've projected Grace. They are kind of head and shoulders above the class. Yeah, Grace definitely one of the best teams maybe in 181, right? Yes. You, you kind of have to like Grace um going forward and uh I you know, they'll have a good chance to make a run if they get through districts, but I I would project Grace at this point as well. Yep. So we'll keep an eye on that tournament certainly. Let's go to the two-way ranks. Let's go to the Nuclear Conference District 6, the Nuke because we've had uh, the most action here. Um, we had, this is the weird, you know, five team league where you get the, the double buy. If you win in the first round, um, it's, it's an interesting bracket for sure. So you had number four, West Jefferson beat number five, salmon 61 to 30. Uh, and then you had number two Firth and number three Ryrie Firth swept Ryrie in the regular season, Sean, but Ryrie goes to Firth and pulls it out, 51-42. So because of that, Ryrie gets the bye. 
all the way to the undefeated semifinal here where they will play number one seed North Fremont. North Fremont beat West Jay last night, 60 to 47. On the back half of the bracket, Firth beat Salmon in a loser out game, 54-44. And now Firth will play West Jay Thursday night in another loser out battle. So those are the final four there. One and a half bids to state available here. Uh, I I like North Fremont to, to win this district. And then I've got, you know, Ryrie and Firth, whoever survives there for the moment. I've got Ryrie in my official bracketology since Ryrie already beat Firth. Um, but either way, that play-in is going to be tough because it's against the second-place team from District 5. And we'll get to that loaded bracket here in a second. Yeah, I I, I, w- I agree with you. I think Riley, Riley and Firth are going to play a couple more times here. <laughs> is what is what it's going to come down to. Um, they're going to play again, and, and we'll, we're going to see what happens. But, yeah, pretty pretty exciting stuff. I kind of think Firth will find their way back. I'll, I'll go a different route than you this time. Okay. I, I mean, I, uh, originally when I did the projections, I did have Firth, but then Ryrie beat them. And so, okay, I, I got a course correct a little bit. Um, real quick, shout out to Salmon. They finished the season, Sean, with six players. Wow. And those those six players were determined to keep the season going, right? They didn't want to shut the season down. They wanted to go fight and compete. And look at that. I mean, they pushed Firth last night. You know, Firth, a team that's got 10, 11 players, Salmon with six. They only fell by 10. Again, I think major kudos have to be given out to Salmon. Yeah, then that's a quick turnaround, right? You played Monday, yeah. and then you're playing again Tuesday with six players. I mean, I know you're young, but to me, that's that's a really quick turnaround for that game. So, yeah, congratulations to Salmon to keep that to keep the season going, and that will just bode well for the program going forward because people will see that and remember that. Yep, for sure. So a lot of exciting things happening in the nuke. North Fremont and Ryrie will play on Thursday. Winner of that will advance to the district championship game. 2A District 5, the Southeast Idaho Conference here. Sean, we had our play-in game last night. Number four, Westside. Number five, Aberdeen. Pirates win, 55-36. Moving on up. Now we're to the double elimination part of the bracket. It's number one, Soda Springs, hosting number four, Westside, Thursday night at 7. Number two, Bear Lake will host number three, Malad, also Thursday night at 7. One and a half bids to state available here. Three really good, deserving teams all ranked in the top five, depending on where you're looking in terms of Idaho basketball rankings. I like Soda Springs to win the district tournament here. I've got Bear Lake edging out Malad for second, and then I've got Bear Lake winning that play-in game against, no matter what it is, Bear Lake, Malad, Ryrie Firth. I think District 5 gets two teams to state. Yeah, and we talked about this <laughs> district the other day, and at, at one point it was kind of Malad was the number two. I was always kind of leaning towards Bear Lake, and Bear Lake ends up with the number two seed in the district. But, yeah, I think this game um, tomorrow night, Bear Lake versus Malad, will be very, very interesting. I, I think Soda Spring played that hard schedule. We said, remember, don't look at their schedule or, or well, you know, what their final wins and losses are. They're a tough team, and they'll probably come out of this one too. But, yeah, that Bear Lake-Malad game, very interesting on the docket Thursday night. Yep. Uh, we will have to wait and see how that one shakes out. And kind of like Firth and Ryrie, you know, Bear Lake and Malad are probably going to play at least one more time throughout this thing. So we will uh, check in on that one a little bit later. All right, let's go 3A. District 5, Sean, Southeast Idaho Conference. We had our first game Tuesday night. 
Number two, American Falls. Number three, Marsh Valley. The Beavers get the 38 to 30 win. They will now play number one, Snake River, in the undefeated semifinal Thursday night at seven. The loser of that will play Marsh Valley in a loser out of fair. One and a half bids to state here. I like Snake River to advance. I like American Falls to take second. Um, and then they would have to play the second place team from District 6, which is going to be a tough task. Yes, I, I would agree with you. I like Snake River and that second team. I think it's going to be very hard to beat whoever comes out of the uh, other district. I think those teams are just a little ahead, like the Bear Lake Malata, a little ahead of the second tier of this district. I would agree with you there. So we will know more after Thursday, of course, Snake River, hoping that Riley Edlifson, their senior point guard, can come back um, at state or maybe for districts. We'll have to wait and see. But Snake River still a very good team, even without Riley Edlifson, although their stock does drop a little bit with that loss. 3A District 6, Mountain Rivers Conference. Teton, the one seed, Sugar, the two, South Fremont, the three, Sugar hosting South Fremont last night in the tournament opener. They get a 48-37 win. Undefeated semifinal Thursday night, 7 o'clock, Sugar at Teton. They split in the regular season. We'll, we'll see. Is that Sugar <laughs> Is that sugar magic happening again, Sean? Oh, I, man, I just, I don't, I don't see Teton losing again to him, but I didn't think they would lose the first time either. So I don't know, man. It's it's such a hard one to predict. The sugar team is, is young and really come on strong as, uh, as late at one point, you know, they were the third team in the district, right? Yeah. Uh, as we're going through the year, you're kind of like, yeah, I kind of forgot about them. They're, they're the third, they're the third team in this district. And now they're the second seed. They beat North Fremont. Um, I would imagine Teton is going to be up and ready for this game. And I, I'm going to go with Teton. Okay. Uh, it, it'll be interesting. Teton did win the first matchup 64 to 46. Sugar got revenge uh, about a week later, 65 55. So we will wait and see. South Fremont awaits the loser of that game in a loser out contest on Saturday. Uh, and again, doesn't matter. Teton, Sugar, what order they finish. I like both of those teams to get to state, one obviously via the state tournament play in. 4A District 6 High Country Conference. Sean, we had the opening round last night. Number three, Blackfoot beats number six, Idaho Falls, 67 to 32. It's number four, Hillcrest over number five, Bonneville by 10, 57 47. And now here are the games we really wanted to see. It's number one, Shelly hosting number four, Hillcrest, Thursday at seven. And at the Taj McGray's Thursday night, number two, Skyline hosting number three, Blackfoot winners will move on to the district championship game. There are one, actually two bids available to state here, the winner. And then whoever wins this third place game down here on Saturday, February 10th. I just want to be paid on every time we do a bracket and we have to say skyline versus Blackfoot. Like, I feel like we'd be rich <laughs> like state bracket district. I feel like it's, it's like inevitable at this point, right? <laughs> Can we be, get paid by when those two teams play? But that's going to be uh, a game that I'm not. I can't. I can't make a prediction in that game. That's so hard for me to come up with who I think is going to win um, that game. I think both teams uh, could play a lot of teams in the state if they made it to uh, state. I think they're both really, really good, loaded with talent. 
So I, I don't even know what to say. I, I mean, <laughs> Blackfoot, I think Blackfoot, you know, just barely didn't win at Skyline. Skyline found a way to sneak through it. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Who do you like? Who do you like? You always ask me. I'm going to ask you. Who do you like? I, I can't pick. I guess I'm leaning a little Skyline because it's at home, but I don't think it matters. They played a bunch of times. They know each other. Uh, they probably, you know, share lunches. I don't know. <laughs> Here's what I think, and this is what my official bracketology says. Shelly wins the district. Skyline takes second. Blackfoot, a very deserving third. Probably should be in above another team or two at state, but won't get there. Uh, obviously, those those three. Good if, play. I'll tell you this. If I'm Shelly, I think Shelly matches up with Skyline a little better than Blackfoot. So. I, I would agree after watching that game uh, or after you know doing the game in Shelly versus Blackfoot. I think Shelly would probably prefer to play Skyline. Yeah. But, I mean, they're going to have to play one of them, and they've had close games with both, but it's going to be at home, you know, so I, you know, I like Shelly. Uh, I think it, I think whatever team doesn't make it, it's going to be a very tough pill to swallow, but we, if anything we know about district six brackets, the numbers don't mean anything. It, we, we, there's a lot of games. So even if they don't win, you know, what happens in that bottom part of that bracket, it'll be very interesting to see. Cause I have a strong feeling uh, it'll be the same two teams. And Joel Richardson says he'll pick skyline. That checks out. His wife is a Skyline alum. Oh, wow. So there you go. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say they did change this bracket a little bit, Sean. In years past, these two, uh, the two teams that fell last night, Idaho Falls and Bonneville, would then play the losers of the semifinals, basically an extra game for whoever loses here. They've changed that now where Bonneville and Idaho Falls play each other in a knockout game Thursday right at 7. Winner of that then will play the lowest seeded loser here, which is probably going to be Hillcrest. And so, who, who, whoever loses between Skyline and Blackfoot, it's kind of like shoots and ladders. They kind of get to take the ladder all the way here, where they're only one game away from being right back in the driver's seat. So, the, the bracket does make it a little easier for the teams at the top um, if you are a team that loses in the semifinals. So, I don't know. I like this bracket. Well, yeah, we'll just have to see it pans out. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun, though. No doubt about it. Uh, that is all Thursday here in the High Country Conference. Let's go down to District 5, Southeast Idaho Conference. We had the, the tournament opener last night. Uh, we got the rematch we, we wanted so desperately in the regular season shot. Preston beat Century at Century's place, and then they were supposed to play in Preston. The game got postponed due to weather. Century, for some reason, couldn't make the game up. It goes down as a forfeit. So Preston gets the two-seed. Century says, it's all good. We'll just come to your place and beat you when it counts. In the district tournament, they go down there last night. They win 44-37, to the final score. Um, It was a pretty impressive performance, I thought, by the Diamondbacks, considering they'd only played Preston once and had lost that contest previously. Really First half is when all the points were scored. Century outscores Preston 18-16 in the second half as the offense is kind of, you know, stalled out a little bit. Um, sophomore guard Eliza Vincent, Sean, averaging yep. 1.5 points per game coming into this battle. She goes off for 16 for Century. 
Yeah, and I, I don't, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think she was on the varsity roster for the first part of the season. Uh, Century dealt with some, they had two injuries to guards, um, Mia Chavez, or not Mia Chavez, excuse me, Kennedy Osborne and Peyton Latin, both were injured and they had to move her up so they could have someone handle the ball. So she, I don't think, was really playing any significant varsity minutes until the last quarter of the, of the uh, schedule. So yeah, she came out and was great at ball handling. So it was pretty cool to see that her kind of, uh, you know, I've seen her play since she was a little, little and um, just that's some big strides coming in a big pressure game down in Preston. Yeah. Century now gets to go play Pocatello on Thursday in the undefeated semifinal loser of that will play Preston at home in a loser out contest. Um, we're thinking that's probably going to be century at the snake pit hosting Preston, you know, Pocatello is, is good. really talented. Yes. They're, they're good. <laughs> they're good. is good. Um, if you know, if you're in, you know, the treasure Valley, magic Valley, North Idaho, uh, they're good. Uh, <laughs> You've Poc- been warned. You've been warned. <laughs> Pocatello is checks notes. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what everyone. And in fact, that's what, when everyone, I, you know, when I talk to people about it, they just go, that girl seems good. <laughs> and everyone's just, can't believe Abby Lusk is only a sophomore. So I know. Think about that. If yeah. you if you get a chance to see her play, she's worth the price of admission. I think just uh, just knowing that she's just a sophomore. It's a fun team. You know, we've talked about it ad nauseum. But Hoskison and Garza and Taylor Rogers. Yeah, they've just got a they've just got a ton of players that are um, capable of scoring and playing defense. So yeah. Uh, I like them to probably come out of this district and probably uh, make some noise later at state. Yep. We were talking about Joel picked skyline to win the district six tournament. And we said this because his wife was an alum. He says no bias. Okay. He's just playing it straight here. He's still going with, uh, with skyline there. All right. Final one, Sean district five, six high country conference for class five. A opening round was last night. Number one, Rigby beats number four Highland 56, 22, Number two, Madison over number three, Thunder Ridge, 55-41. That sets up undefeated semifinal Thursday night, Rigby hosting Madison. Loser out game also Thursday night, Highland at Thunder Ridge. One and a half bids available to state here. Uh, I think we both like Rigby to win the district. Madison would then have to play uh, the fifth place team from over in District 3. And long story short, there's like five kind of really good teams over there this year there's boise rocky mountain middleton Owyhee, and eagle one of those five is going to have to play madison it's going to be tough for madison or or you know whoever it, it is could, could be thunder ridge right um either way um it would be really hard for them to win now if madison pulls the upset here and it's rigby in this play-in game that's a bummer for the treasure valley because yeah. I, like, I would like rigby to advance but um, I watched the game last night, Rigby versus Highland, um, and Rigby L- Rigby is looking really good right now. Yeah. Um, don't let that score, you know. Highland's not at the you know at the top of where they have been before in girls basketball, but that score fifty six twenty two is because Rigby is is playing really really good basketball right now, and um, I, I'm very excited to see what they're able to do at state. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, you know, can Madison spring the upset? We'll find out on Thursday.
All right. Those are the brackets, Sean. We'll have more data, more info by this time next week when we do the show. We'll have some teams that have already locked up state tournament bids. How exciting. That happens fast. Um, everyone will, you know, say how I was wrong. It's great. <laughs> yes, it, it does happen fast. That is for sure. So, all right. Big thanks to everybody who tuned in today here on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account. Uh, Sean, good luck Friday night at Thunder Thunder Ridge. Yeah, I'm excited to, uh, to see Madison live. I've seen Thunder Ridge live. Um, Thunder Ridge is a tough team. There's just a bunch of tough tough dudes is how I'd put it. And they go out and play hard and they got some good shooters. And, and of course we already kind of talked about Madison and uh, I, th- I think it's a good kind of rivalry game that that Thunder Ridge Madison's kind of turned into, and it'll be, it'll be fun up in Thunder Ridge and uh, you know, a good friend of the program, Travis Hobson, the AD will be there. I told him to get the red carpet ready. I told him what <laughs> snacks I like. <laughs> he he said he'd be setting up at four and then probably not see me but anyways <laughs> that's funny yeah that's really good um yeah this this conference has been interesting in boys basketball right where madison was the team about five or six years ago and then thunder ridge kind of came in with uh you know uh oh man i'm drawing a blank on what the kid's name was really good guard though could really shoot it um and thunder ridge was there for a couple of years and then it was Rigby's turn, right? Rigby kind of had had a run, and now it's back to Madison. And really good competitive basketball up there in that high country conference. Yeah, I think that second spot is – I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if it was Highland at the end of the day, too. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Thunder Ridge either. So it'll be – that second spot will be very interesting to see what happens. Yeah, oh, it's driving me crazy on who that we did a big feature for him on idahosports.com right before I got hired full time. Um, so, Sean, is there uh, is there any parting thoughts you have while I'm <laughs> um, well, doing actually, this research? <laughs> um, no, I think there's I think there's going to be a lot of good games. I think you got to. You got a circle uh, Friday night, Pocatello Press and Boys Basketball. We talked about that a little bit, but in the back of my mind, that's got a ton of implications and just a great game to go watch. Um, and if you're in the Preston, Franklin County area, right? I mean, that's a, that's a fun gym to go watch a game. And I, I think that'll be pretty, pretty interesting uh, to see what happens. But did you figure it out? Yes. Lawyer Driggs. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I remember that. Enough. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I I had nothing. Like I I couldn't think. <laughs> I just kept thinking of like soccer players from Thunder Ridge, and I knew that wasn't it. <laughs> yeah, lawyer Driggs, great great player, even even better human. So yeah. yeah. Anyways, all right. Well, that'll do it then for the East Idaho Prepcast. Enjoy the competitions this week and weekend, everybody. Travel safe, and we'll see you back here next week for another edition. For Sean Kane, I'm Brandon Bainey. Thanks for tuning into the East Idaho Prepcast presented by Novape Idaho on IdahoSports.com.